And by the way, she's going to be great Tuesday. You don't want to miss Tuesday's show as we're going to preview Tuesday New Hampshire primary. But if for whatever reason you miss that, you just go to dipetro.com and then click on podcasts and then the menu is right there and you can listen to it. Now, we're going to talk to Terry Gorman in just a moment. But, I, you know, I, when people take the time to call and we have been talking about the situation um, with the Providence firefighters. And they, I, I take exception with the way it was covered by the media, by the way. But I put I got received this email. Someone shared off the bolts. All bolts difficult to break at once. And that's what they're trying to say is that somehow all of the, the bolts came off. And I, I don't I don't obviously um, I just find it very hard to believe. And especially I don't think they go into enough that this happened at the same time that this happened was they're running paid commercials that they want all brand new equipment. Terry, hold on, because we're going to have an illegal. Folks, where do you hear some of the bills that have been introduced at the Rhode Island State House? You need to pay attention. But I, I'll, I'll sneak in a call because uh, when people are patient enough to call and good enough to call and hold on, I'd like to get them on. Good afternoon. You're on the John DePietro Show. Hello. Hi, John. My Hi, name is Richard, and yes. I'm a material physicist. And I just happen to be passing through the city, and I heard your program, which I like. And uh, I've had this happen to me. I got a call from a trucking company uh, about 10 years ago that they lost wheels on about a dozen trucks. It was very serious because they were actually going down the road. And they hired me to check it out. And what I discovered is that the lug nuts were over-tightened on those particular wheels. What happens is when you over-tighten a lug nut, it stretches the screw and it makes it weaker. So what happens is if you take off too fast, you put on the brakes, it will shear them all off at once. This was an amazing thing because if you hit a pothole, it might break a few, but it will bend others. Usually the force is taken by the axle. You'll see the tire still there, but the axle will be broke. So it's just my opinion that they were probably over-tightened to the point that, yes, you check them, they're tight, but they're just over-tight. And any motion slamming on the brakes, taking off too fast, will shear them all at once. That's the only way I can see it done. And I did have a customer that this happened to. Now, what about, I received an email from someone that says someone sheared off the bolts. All bolts difficult to break at once. And they well, they sent are a very photo of it. Someone sh- all bolts difficult to break at once. How would all the bolts break at once? Unless someone over- sheared off the bolts. No, if you over them. Oh, I know you said that, but just address this part. Yep. How, how is it, it that all the bolts would break at once? It wouldn't. The only way it would do that if they over-talked them. But what, what if, if someone sheared off the bolts, then would they all break at once? I don't know how, how shearing means they broke. So it would have to be in motion in order to do that. So that's what I'm saying. It would have to be over-talked. So they're at their limit of the tension. It can't be a pothole. If it hit the pothole, we all have, you might break two or three. There's no pothole over there. Well, I'm just saying it wouldn't be anything other than over-talking would shear the bolts off all at once. So you've heard of situations. You are familiar with situations. I worked for a company that was under a federal lawsuit because about a dozen trucks. And you have a truck. The firefighters sit around all day. And this this was just inspected in November, and they're going 30 miles an hour down a street, and there's no pothole, and it goes over the street, and suddenly two of the wheels pop off, and you say you think that's perfectly understandable. I think it's understandable if someone over-talked them. I keep saying that, but why wouldn't all the trucks then be? It was just inspected in November. I, I I I refuse to believe it. And I appreciate the call. I appreciate the call. I refuse to believe it. All right, folks, let's bring him on. Uh, Terry Gorman, our friend. We're doing a new segment about illegal aliens in the state. Good afternoon, Terry. Good afternoon, John. But Terry, you're loaded with beer because you have some bills that are going on at the Rhode Island State House. Well, yeah, John, The uh, I, we just got another one today. Tell us. I, I, can't, I can't believe what they say. The, uh, the bills actually state that they want to repeal the requirement to be a U.S. citizen in order to get a license to be a hairdresser, a manicurist, or whatever. And, I mean, who, who ever heard of that? How do they sit there and think up these things that eliminate the requirement to be a U.S. citizen for anything? You know, I, I testified the other day, and 
I was I was told by Representative Speakman that it's not the job of the Rhode Island Department of Health to check anybody's immigration status. You know, it, it, I mean, and she insisted on calling them undocumented immigrants, and I insisted on calling them illegal aliens. Sure, it it just goes it goes on and on and on. And why? What the thing? What they're eliminating, John? This is the second requirement, and what it says it actually says is the second requirement is to be a, a citizen of the United States of America or has legal entry into the country. Now there must have been a reason for that when they put that in. And I know what the what, what the reason was was because there's so many uh, nail salons with slaves working in them right. that don't have licenses or anything else. They have one license on the wall, and if your wife goes in to get her nails done, and there's two people ahead of her, they just call downstairs to have another one come up from the basement and do the nails. And I swear this is this is the reason they're doing that because the the, the rest of the bills. The rest of the bill, rather, is reasonable. They want to eliminate some fees because it's burdensome on some people to be able to have a license. I see. Or, or to or to open a, a salon, a beauty salon, hair salon, whatever, manicurist, estheticians, goes on and on, cosmeticians. And, you know, but the uh, even those people will be illegal. Well, this would allow illegal aliens to open salons across the state of Rhode Island. Who introduced that, Terry? That that bill that bill was introduced by Representative Knight. Oh, Mr. Arrogant. Uh, we 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 Knight is he from uh, War like the East Bay Warren Bristol Bar- Barrington, Barrington Warren. Oh, Barrington Warren. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Why, why on to... earth would a rep from Barrington Warren, other than he's a real, he's a heavy progressive rep, why would he be introducing a bill that you can open a hair salon or operate one if you're an illegal alien? Yeah. I... I I don't know, John. I unless unless the, that particular industry got to him and suggested that to make it easier. And there's, there's so many ramifications. To me, now what that opens up now is a lot of the the kids that are graduating from high school today. Basically, they can only read at a sixth grade level, even though they're graduating from high school. So that means they're going to have difficulty getting any kind of a job. These beauty schools are recruiting all kinds of kids to come and go to beauty school. Yep. And they don't care if they're illegal aliens or, they, or not. They just come in and go to school, and the school gets $1,500 or whatever it is, and you're on your own. And these, now they get they get the uh, certification that they're, you know, uh, a nail technician or hairdresser or whatever. And now they got to go out on their own and get a job. And to get a job... You can't get a job if you're an illegal alien, supposedly. So, so you know that, that it's just a money grab by those schools. You know, it, I don't, I don't understand what we're doing. And then another one came up today, or I think today, yes, yesterday it was posted by Representative Shanley, that spells out more regulation for the industry. But in the very beginning, the second thing that they eliminate is the requirement to be a U.S. citizen or be a legal entrant into the country. It, it, does, it goes on and on, John. It goes on. I don't know where oh, we're yeah. headed, I'm what sorry. we're what's, doing. Carrie, again, what's the legislation? The, that, that particular bill is H-7112. Well, what is it? What do you mean? It's a, related to businesses and professions, barbers, hairdressers, cosmeticians. Okay, so we're still on that. It, You're still on that about yeah, this whole business it, but, of that. And then there's a second bill that's introduced by Representative Shanley that just has more regulations in it than the first one that was introduced by Knight. But in the one that's rep- that's introduced recently by Shanley, only yesterday, it has that same thing in there, repealing the requirement to be a U.S. citizen. Okay. Oh, I, I see about that. Get to, Terry, the thing you sent me about the state police. Oh, that's a that's a that's a total farce, John. No, if, but just get to it. Tell that, us about it. Yeah. Okay. Well, what the bill says for the state police is they uh, they want to mandate that the next state police academy forty percent of the applicants will be required to be people of color as of June thirtieth, two thousand and twenty. As of June thirty first thirtieth. 
of 2021, they're, require, they're going to require that 40% of the graduates of the school be people of color. Now, if the, if the average is 24% people of color in the state of Rhode Island, why is it that they're putting in a 40% requirement? And one of the big concerns for me, John, is if you... I think that's alarming to say that about either in either instance, but no one from the state police was there to object to that this legislation. Now, how can that possibly be? Yeah, that no I don't one understand. that no one from the state police was there to object to that. I mean, did, did they secretly get a deal? You know, Anastasia Williams uh, tell them on the side something. Uh, don't worry about it. But when when I testified on that bill. What what Anastasia Representative Williams said was that she more or less introduced that legislation to get uh, a dialogue started. And, you know, she really didn't think they would ever re ever be reach 40 percent. But my questions are, suppose 40 percent of the applicants aren't people of color. Right. What do you do then? And then once they get in there and and. I don't. I don't object to them being in there. If there were forty percent showed up, and they qualified to get in, let them in. That doesn't bother me. But now, now when it comes to graduation, you can't tell me that if there were a hundred applicants and forty of them were people of color, that all forty people of color would be able to pass the pass the the written exam, pass the physical exam. I mean, all the all the white people wouldn't be able to do it. So. If they're eliminated from the from the class, what happens to the to the mandate that forty percent of the graduates have to be people of color? It doesn't. Any doesn't other, any um, Terry? Before I let you go, any other bills up at the state house that have got your attention that we need to be on guard for for this session? Well, I I believe um, I'm not. I think it's seven zero five four is the perennial. Uh, in-state tuition bill introduced by Representative Diaz, but that hasn't that hasn't come up to committee yet. Okay. And I'm sure I'm sure uh, Rep, uh, Senator Chacon will be introducing legislation uh, for the driver's licenses for illegal aliens again. And then once he introduces it, I believe Representative Williams will probably introduce it in the House. So Terry, we have what to be on, the, on the lookout for those. What about uh, Massachusetts? They they have testimony, and uh, we had a man on talking about uh, Boston and sanctuary cities in Massachusetts. What can you tell us about that? Well, the sanctuary said we have one right here, John. We, we're considered a sanctuary state. Oh, I understand that. And, yeah, yeah, and and President Trump is is going to go after. I sent I sent copies of it to Mayor Loza <laughs> that President Trump is going to go after sanctuary cities and and with some sort of department of homeland security enforcement uh policies and i don't know what the results will be but but they're they're, they're on the lookout there they start it's starting all over the place you know they're in california they're they're rounding up people in california these they just rounded up 113 illegal aliens that had already been deported and came back into the country and i i'm not sure if it was i, th I think it might have been in virginia but it's, uh, you know, I think I think that enforcement part is changing because some of the court's rulings have been overruled, and in in President Trump's favor, to allow him to do some of the some of the immigration enforcement that hasn't been done for years and years and years, and has brought us to this situation. Well, something and, John, something to watch before I let you go, just because I, I got to get some other stuff in Terry is yeah. now you're, you're following how the speaker Mattiello's in trouble and he's really on the ropes and they're waiting for, you know, the the the, the other shoe to fall and the gauntlet to fall on him. Now, he is obviously, as you can imagine, Mattiello is doing everything in his in his power to try to hold on to power. And when yeah. there's someone like in a situation like that becomes dangerous because they start cutting deals they normally would not cut, and I heard it yesterday from a very good source at the State House that always provides with accurate information. He is already reaching out to some of the progressives, and Mattiello is saying that should things, and things are going to get rockier for him, and the seas are going to get stormier, that 
one of the concessions he's allowing, and he has blocked it in the past, but he would allow a vote and go forward with the illegals getting a driver's license if they would continue to support him for speaker. Well, that would that would be a crime, John. That would be I, I, that would be devastating to me. I agree. That, I, I mean, that's against everything I believe about him and everything else. I, if if he if he succumbed to that this progressive movement, then then there's no sense in objecting anymore. Well, he's, there's, no, there's he, no sense. He let down and betrayed pro life. He let down the gun industry. And now this is another wave. Remember, you know, his whole thing is to hold on to power. Now, I don't think, to be honest with you, I don't think it's going to work because I believe once he is indicted, I think all bets are off. Nothing can save him. But already, you know, he and his allies are putting out feelers of, you know, what would it take in order to stay in the fold? You know, give us your wish list. And as you know, in the past, he has blocked that. But I heard yeah. yesterday he has put that under the table. If that's what it would take for them to stay in the fold with him and keep him as speaker, he would support. And and he demonstrated when he wants to, as you know, he pushed through that extreme abortion law that codified yeah. abortion in Rhode Island law, which was completely unnecessary. Yeah, exactly, exactly. And and but John, what a what a way to go. I mean, that's that's a, that's as bad as. Bloomberg putting in billions of dollars to to, to buy the presidency. Oh yeah, I mean, it's the same. It's the same thing. It's the same thing. I mean, I think that the progressive movement in Rhode Island is as far left as you can possibly get, and and it gets worse every day. And if he succumbs to them, yep. then Rhode Island doesn't stand a chance. Rhode, Rhode Island, Rhode Island will be the the before California. Rhode Island will be the first third world state in the country will be will be the first bilingual state in the united states here in rhode island folks it's and, sh- hold on terry it's, hold, on, hold on terry i'm going to give it yeah. to it's john DePietro, folks with us is terry gorman head of ryle terry before i let you go but here's the point that people need to understand and you've been explaining it and that is the fact that because of alorza and Ramundo and prior to that chafee and some of the others we are in such a difficult situation because We, the state, they have made the state a magnet in New England for the amount of illegals that come in and and also people that are in need of government services. For instance, I was speaking with someone just the other day, and they were pointing to examples of there were some people in Maine and New Hampshire. This was someone in law enforcement. So there's these cars in Providence, Maine and New Hampshire plates, and they're there, and they were causing some types of problems that got law enforcement involved. And... As they started to investigate and talking to these people, and I won't get into the specifics of why the police were there, but in saying to them, how is it that you ended up there, their welfare benefits ran out. These are two separate families in Maine and New Hampshire. And with, they said, Rhode Island, you can get on, as you know, instantly. So here you have these people, no jobs, dirt, committing crime, and they are strictly here to, because the welfare benefits in Rhode Island are, are so... Are so generous, Terry. Is is this who we want to attract in from some of the other New England states? No, no, John. And but that's exactly what's happening. And in the illegal alien situation, that they're coming from Massachusetts and all the New England states to come to Rhode Island. And, and when you look at it, John, let me just say this last thing: when with the Hispanic population in Rhode Island, we're worried about losing a, a congressman because the the population is going down. It in. We increased from 2015 to 2019. The, the Hispanic population increased by 18,000 people here in Rhode Island. Just all they have to do is Google the Hispanic population in 2015. Think of that. And yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, it, there it's it's like now it's up to 15 percent of the population is Hispanic, and and look, just look what that's doing to our schools. Nothing against. Legal immigrants that are Hispanic coming here for a better life and to, you know, do things and take care of their children. Nothing wrong with that. But the illegal aliens far outnumber those things. And those are the people that are the 400 kids showed up in in the in Central Falls schools. And don't don't forget, folks, all of those children have parents, maybe one or two parents. So that's more people. And we have this tremendous housing shortage in the state of Rhode Island.
but there's probably 350 families that moved to Rhode Island and found a place to live. Uh, how, how are we not addressing those things? How are we not looking at those things? Right. And when I say these things, like that, the, the I, I spelled it out when I testified the other day about the repealing this citizenship requirement and the legal entrant requirement. And one of the representatives, I think it was uh, Representative Donovan, I read, the, read it to her. She said, well, Mr. Gorman, aren't you aware that some of those people that are applying for those licenses would be legal immigrants? And you want to say, lady, I just told you that. I just said that. Why are you challenging me on the fact that whether I know it or not, I just read it to you. Hey, Terry, how and about then, this one? Um, Providence Journal this morning. I don't know if you saw this. And I want to thank uh, Nick Quattrini put this out. Woman overstays visa. Steals yep. ID and collects 52000 Hold on. Let me just explain to the audience. A woman from the Dominican Republic who's in the United States illegally admitted in district court using a stolen identity and Social Security number to get a Rhode Island driver's license and government-financed health care, unemployment, disability, and food stamps benefits. Sonia Jordan, 54, fortunately received more than 52000 in government benefits. She pled, uh, Aaron Weisman, U.S. Attorney, pled guilty to false representation of citizenship, social security number, aggravated identity theft, stayed in the U.S. without permission after a six-month visa expired, June 2003, used the stolen identity social security number of a woman living in Puerto Rico. She used the stolen ID and stolen uh, social security number when applying for the SNAP program. On the application, she falsely stated neither she nor anyone in the household was not a U.S. citizen. She used the stolen identity and social security number to obtain government-paid health care benefits, to obtain a Rhode Island driver's license, obtain SNAP benefits, temporary disability insurance from the Department of Labor, unemployment insurance, and has been able to vote in every election. What's your reaction to that, Terry Gorman? <laughs> I guess I read it right along with you, John. I cut these things out of the paper every day. I have boxes full of these articles, and I and I ask, I'll, I'll put it on Facebook, uh, sorry for being politically incorrect, but what's the immigration status of this, I would say, of this woman? But it tells you that, you know, in the article that she's illegal. But what's going to happen to her? God help us if she goes before Judge... Uh, ACLU McConnell. Yeah, you know, should get another slap on the wrist. You know, the the the, the lady. That- Nick, thank you to Nick Quattrini that picked that up. So Terry, you saw that. Listen, I you know, there's so many different things that I'm going through. That one I I did miss, but Terry, something that needs to be examined. And again, folks, it's Terry Gorman. But see, this whole business. She's from the Dominican Republic. There are, there are these people that will say, oh, no, if you're from the Dominican Republic, you, you can be in Rhode Island and be in the U.S. Because it's a, 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 a – Terry, what is the rule with these people from the DR? There's no rule, John. If they come here illegally, they're illegal. There's no special permission for anybody from the Dominican Republic to come here. That is, you know, to me, yeah, that, is, can- that is one of the largest – populations that say if you remember Cicilline and and um joe joe bev joe joe Bevilacqua, yeah. uh the jacksons they, they had an, a, a law office in the dominican republic i think yeah. one of the largest blocks of people who are in the state illegally are people from the dominican republic they're in providence and terry they're the ones that you know that nelly gorbia celebrated with that organization dusa yeah. Where they had yeah. a presentation at the State House 2016. According to Nelly Gorbia, they registered 25,000 new voters <laughs> to vote for that 2016 election. Yeah. And t- t- Terry, if it, and there's no one going through those voter applications to see if, if all those people sign a line that say, under penalty of perjury, I am a U.S. citizen. You check the box or you just put an X for your signature. And in, in 20 years, the past 20 years, not one person has ever been convicted of filling that out that was not a U.S. citizen. No, no. John, that's when they say that there's no instances, they, they say, you know, that it's a, it's a, what a, uh, I can't think what I'm, what I want to say, but it's a problem that doesn't exist. Just not looking for you know, fraudulent voting. They, they, exactly. They don't look for it. And when they find it, they don't pay attention. They no. they almost ref- they refuse. John, I went. I testified before the board of elections. Cause I don't know. It must have been uh, two thousand and eight, 
where, where a young lady that came here as an uh, uh, immigrant and became a U.S. citizen was testifying that people in her area were voting that she knew were illegal aliens. To the testifying to the Board of Elections and putting herself in jeopardy for testifying. Yep. And, and there was also a couple there, their name was Azevedo. They testified that, that somebody in their district had, had tampered with 600 voter registrations. And it was all, I went out in the hallway with them to, to, go, to turn it over to the state police. Nothing was ever done. Nothing, Nothing done. Was, no, no I, listen, they, I talked to some of the Board of Elections. They said that it's so much voter fraud, they don't even know what to do about it. And it, a huge number, Terry, that I don't think it's through enough is, you know, people will say, well, there's dead people voting. That, that's, not the lar- that's not the largest problem. The largest no. problem are people that are not U.S. citizens. They yep. register them to vote. Where the, the checks and balances, to me, Terry, where this whole thing is broken down is Nelly Gormia has made it so easy. You, you People don't realize you can sign up to be a voter without proving you're a U.S. citizen. You don't have to show yep. an ID. You fill it out. They come to you. They bring you an absentee ballot. You never have to leave your apartment. You never show up at the polls. They have your name. They have your absentee or uh, mail ballot. And boom, that, that is the largest problem are the amount of illegals and people from the DR that are in Rhode Island that vote illegally. Yep. And, John, remember, I told you this the last time I talked. Do you remember about four years ago, there were, uh, the guy got caught at the, outside one of the polling places with 1,100 Yes, well, that's uh, mail-in that, ballots in the yeah. trunk of his car. Well, that, that goes I mean, back to, that was the Anthony Gemma, Anthony Gemma, um, David Cicilline race of, of 2012, yeah. and, and they had him on tape, and again, nothing was done. But but finally, yeah. Terry, here's the thing, and folks, we're going to make this a weekly segment with Terry Gorman, um, and um, and I'd, I'd like to lead with, like, the lead story in the news, like this one with the woman overstays visa, collects 52000 she, she, she should be held accountable. Terry, what, what I think has gone unreported is, uh, as we were all getting excited for uh, voter ID and mandatory yeah. voter ID, you have to show the ID at the, at the polls, what what I think people underestimated was when they changed the law, we think that, all right, so you have to show your ID at the polls. So that's going to cut down on a lot of the fraudulent voting, illegal voting. Yep. Cicilline and that crew, they, they, that did not stop them. They took the next level, which is notice since they started implementing mandatory voter ID, the amount of mail ballots have shot through the roof. Oh, yeah. In, yep. in the last exactly. election in November 2018, Governor yep. Raimondo, 60,000 absentee ballots. That, that yeah. is yeah. outrageous. That is yeah. preposterous. That is, that is ludicrous. It, is, it makes no sense other than th- that if those, people, if those people were forced to go to the polls to vote, I, I would tell you that 50,000 of them would never show up. I would I would agree with that 100. Yeah, percent right. I would agree. And, Terry, and you know, she just wants to expand it. To, she does to make want it to even expand it. Yep. Easier than that. I yeah. mean, she, and she's in favor of uh, the online voting. Well, and that's I mean, the thing that it got. If that Gorbia, if and people need to understand, if they ever, if we ever go to online voting, it is all over. Forget about yep. it. Can you imagine? Look what yeah. happened in Iowa. I mean, forget yeah, I about it. I There'd know. be no way to no. check it. Folks, he's Terry Gorman. Terry, right. we're going to do this a weekly segment. I'll talk to you off the air. Well, I don't know if this works for you oh. or another day, but a weekly segment, right. folks. Uh, we'll come up with something illegal in Rhode Island. We'll come up with that. Terry, great job. All right. All right. Thanks, All John. All right, folks. Terry Gorman joining us right here on the John Petro. Thank you to Nick, folks. I had a busy morning, and uh, I wasn't able to uh, go to... Um, Let's see. Oh, oh, okay. School bus is catching on fire. Oh, thank you. Yeah, no, that was hilarious. Um, that's fine. Uh, uh, victims of illegal alien crime. That's it. Our guest earlier. So I'll put that in in case you missed that. But I want to thank. Um, I had that, and then I wanted to get to it, and then I forgot about it. So let me think. Who is it that mentioned that? Nick Quattini, and I posted the uh, article. Hi there, Roseanne. Good afternoon to everybody on Facebook Live. There's Frank. Hi there, Susan. Uh, isn't he great? Um, yeah, with a lot on the... Um, I, I don't know what to make on the fire. I, I'm just saying what I find about the local news and the Providence fire truck is I, I've gone through three reports, and 
I'm not Sherlock Holmes, but don't you think you'd, I think it's reasonable you'd show the pothole that caused, caused the two wheels to come off. I, I would think that's a reasonable thing to, to kind of come to. Um, uh, campaign didn't send it to reporters in Rhode Island. Let's see. Mike Bloomberg. This is something that Ted Nisi has. Bloomberg picked up Rhode Island Governor Junior Armando's endorsement. Today, Biden camp announces Joe Biden picks up massive slate of Rhode Island endorsements. Who would be endorsing that? Uh, Biden for president, 25 endorsements. Lieutenant Governor Dan McKee, uh, Central Falls Mayor James Diosa, Lou De Palma, Carlos Tubin, uh, state majority leader. It, the, the, that, that campaign is over. You know, the Providence Journal also, folks, 766-1380. Oh, I like President Trump says Pelosi broke law by tearing up the State of the Union speech. She did. She absolutely did. I also want to get to, um, I'm, I want to commend the Providence police. The Providence police had a great arrest. This was such a heartbreaking story. Uh, let's see. Channel 12 has it. Police make three arrests in the deadly Providence shooting. I'll play this. Three men have been arrested. Connection. That young girl came in. Macklin Brown, Jimmy Castillo, Johnny Vig arrested 16 felony counts. They murdered her, all held without bail. Uh, Major David LaPayton arraigned. I'll play the sound of this. Do I have this? Hold on, folks. Bear with me. Here we go. Three people are now in custody for the shooting death of a 19-year-old woman who was out celebrating her birthday in Providence at the time. This was the scene. Then, investigators looking for clues. Police say Berta Pereira Roldan and another victim who survived the shooting were not the intended targets. Eyewitness News reporter Brittany Schaefer is live at Providence District Court with the new details in this case. Well, Kate, the three suspects showed no emotion as they listened to a long list of charges in court today. Providence police say despite the arrest, this is a sad day. Three suspects are facing 16 count felony charges in connection to a fatal double shooting in Providence. Mark Lynn Brown, Johnny Vang, and Jimmy Castillo are all being charged with the murder of Berta Pereira Roldan. Major David LePayton tells us the 19 year old was out celebrating her birthday last September when she was shot on Detroit Ave. It was a long investigation, great work by detectives. and uh, big evidence trail to follow. They followed it, and uh, we were able to come up with these suspects. 38-year-old Crystal Peliquin was also shot. LePayton says now more than four months later, she is still recovering. From what I understand, is still going through surgeries and has a long road to recovery. LePayton tells me the two victims did not know each other and were not the intended targets. Pereira Roldan's family was in court Friday but declined to comment. One suspect was already in the ACI. Another was arrested in Cranston, the third in Providence. I can't even begin to explain when you have a gun and just keep shooting it like that many times. Um, and you see the outcome. Uh, just a complete tragedy. And all three were held- you know, I want to... Um- that was great work by the Providence police. Uh, that that story, and again, folks, good afternoon. It's John DePietro on this Friday afternoon, 766-1380, 766-1380. That story, that is the ultimate. I've been following that story. That was the ultimate wrong place at the wrong time. That girl did nothing wrong. That girl came down with some friends to Rhode Island to celebrate her birthday. They come out of the club. There, which is fine. You're 19 years old. It's an uh, 18 and older type club. She's 19 years old, college student. They are walking to their car, and some dirt bags roll up, and they see a gang member, a rival gang member, and these these subhuman dirt bags just open fire and empty their guns. They don't kill the intended victim. Instead, they killed. She was 19 that day and kill her as she is standing outside, literally ready to get in her car and then they're going to whatever, go home or go out to eat or whatever they're going to do. And what is so, you know, where's the laws in all this? Where's the mayor? I'll tell you another major problem in society. The people, the intended victim. 
the gang member who was the intended target, I should say, right? He knew who was firing at him and wouldn't tell the police. That is the, you, you just have, how about one of them is already, he's in the ACI. Um, total innocent victim. I am telling you, at some point, the only thing that may change in the state is going to be if that happens to the child of someone notable. That's what would shake things up. Um, if somehow some notable person in the state, it was their child that was gunned down, who was injured, you know, that's the only thing that gets attention. That's the only thing that would make someone stop and say, hey, wait a minute, we have, we have a problem here, right? Um, but think of the mentality. You, you were the intended target. You don't owe those three dirtbags anything. They were trying to kill you. But it is so broken that they don't say to the police, I know who did this. I saw who did this. Nope. It's all that whole thing of you don't snitch. You don't say anything. We'll handle it on our own, right? And you just feel terrible. I, I've just heard that the family of that young girl, I mean, your life is, uh, well, look at the Kobe Bryant thing, right? I mean, out of nowhere, I think they're going to a basketball game. And him and the daughter and then the other children and the parents that are there, like, boom, in a moment, gone. That, to me, that is wrong place at the wrong time. That girl did nothing wrong. But I want to commend, that was not an easy case. I followed that story. That was not an easy case for the Providence Police. But this story, it's not going to get enough attention. Woman overstays visa, steals ID, collects 52000 and she's from the Dominican. I'm telling you, that is our, our main problem. A huge problem we have are these people from the DR. And they come into Rhode Island. <clears throat> and they register them to vote more than you. And they don't have to go anywhere. That's the part I, I can't get across to people. It's th- th- this, this woman and other people like her, they never should be allowed to be registered to vote. You know, in, uh, in 2018, Pat Cordalesa, who ran for Secretary of State against Nilagobia, he held a press conference with one of our listeners who had proof. His son, he took his son who didn't have a license to get an ID to vote. He drove his son. He went in with him. The Secretary of State's office, which is right near the main post office in Providence. Do you remember this? And I give Pat a lot of credit because he was running against the machine. You want to talk about broken. And I told this story, by the way, to the people at the White House. I think Pat knows this. The Trump people know this. Right, Brian? Another knucklehead. Hola. Hi there, Taylor. Um, So this man, Bob, brings his son there. And all the son has is a school ID. But it's better than nothing. And then the father's there to say, okay, that's him. He's 18 years old. He goes in, is able to get a legal, a voter ID, free, free voter ID card. And they never ask him, can you give us some proof of identity of who you are? That you say you are 18 years old, that this is where you live, that you're a citizen. You check the box. Yes, I'm a citizen. Nothing. Didn't have to show anything. Pat Cordalesa, to his credit, that's right, that's right, Ryan, Pat brought it, had a press conference about it, had the father and the son, not one media other than me had them on, not one member of the media covered that story, not one, they don't want to know, and a lot of them, you know, I've told you, I, I, I've heard, um, I get criticized, you know, and I don't care. I'm at the point I don't care. But just so you know, yeah. Oh, the UHIP computer. That's right. That's an excellent point, Kevin. Can you imagine how much she's been getting off of UHIP? 52000 This woman, by the way, with the stolen identity and the overstayed the visa, stealed the stolen ID. She knows how to work the system. She has a SNAP card, temporary disability insurance, unemployment insurance. She's voting. 52000 in government benefits. Think of the people listening right now, your parents, your grandmother, yourself, that would love to have them, could use that, could use fifty two grand. Big time. Nothing. That's not, she's not denounced. Crazy. How is she getting a snap card? 
stolen ID from someone supposedly from Puerto Rico. Terrible. Overstayed the visa. Let them in. See, a law is it tells them once you come in, you don't have to leave. It's a huge part of the problem. Pat Cordalesa highlighted that. I told you there was a crime recently. I called uh, law enforcement after the show to find out about this particular crime. And the police officer, who was very, very um, less than uh, forthcoming, said, you know, DePietro, just for the record, because I said, can I, uh, what is the immigration status of this individual? And they said, you know, why is it, and they said this in a condescending way, why, what what do you care? Why are you the only one in the media that asked about that? I said, because I think it's important. Because to me, it does matter. If you have a murder, someone is murdered, and we find out the person who murdered them is here in the country illegally from Guatemala. I think that's part of the equation because the Ramundo Alorza tolerance of luring in the illegals contributed to that murder. And then the cop said, oh, you, so you're saying Ramundo? I, I said, I didn't say Ramundo and Alorza killed them. I said they contributed to them. They contributed to it. So, yes, I do think they have blood on your hands. If you allow the illegal to come here and you tell them you're, you're more than welcome to come live in our state and then that person commits a murder, if, 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 they, if that person hadn't been here, that person would still be alive. Well, you're the only one that asked. Well, you know, yeah, that, but I, I'm not wrong. The other one should be asking that. But what, what do you have... <laughs> I mean, it's kind of comical as I think about it. So a fire truck, I mean, basic reporting. And I played 10, 12, and 6, basic reporting. You have a fire truck that allegedly two wheels popped off. And not one reporter said on the scene, they're filming it, the whole thing. Oh, yeah, this could happen on the highway. Oh, this could have been another station nightclub fire or whatever they started saying. Um. Not one of them, not one station said, can you show us the pothole? You would know the pothole, right? If you're riding down the road and suddenly you hit such a massive pothole that two of your tires popped off, I, I would think you'd walk back and be like, there it is, right? Take a photo of it, probably for your insurance company. Not one television station of the three on the scene said, could you... Could you show us the pothole that you hit? Oh, I mean, the wheels popped off. Good thing it didn't happen on the highway. No, I, I get all that. But this must be a bad pothole. We want to we wanna show and film it for the, not one of them. You, they don't even have someone. You'd think a good film would be them filling the pothole. How is, like, how is that possible? <laughs> As I think of it, right? What, would that be the basic element of that? Someone calls Channel 10 and says, someone shot out my window with a gun. I would think one of the first things you'd want to film would be the, the window shattered from the bullet. No, they just, they show the guy, right? Or they talk to him. Or they show the street. Like, I don't know. Wouldn't you maybe, can we see the window just so we can see it? Yeah, the truck was going along in Providence. We hit a pothole, right? And two tires pop off. Wow. Can we... Can you show us where the pothole is? 101? Right? <laughs> Maybe not. This portion of the John DePietro show. <laughs> no, no one I know believes both wheels. Of course not. <clears throat> you know what else is not even brought up in the reports? This is hard to believe. They're, they're running paid ads. They want a new truck. They want new trucks. And Channel 12, they're sounding the alarm that they need. No, no, no. Excuse me. Sounding the alarm is, hey, I think we have a problem. Paid advertisements that they want new trucks. Not even mentioned in the report. So two parts of the equation that I would find, I think, a part of the equation. Are number one, you know, you're, you're running a paid ad that you need new trucks. Paid. And then two days later, supposedly the wheels come off. There's no damage to the trucks at all. And then they don't show the pot. I mean, I think the pothole and then asking them, you know, we find it a little odd 
that you're running paid ads, you want new trucks, and then supposedly with no witnesses. You know what else in this day and age, right? Everyone's got a phone, everyone's there. How come no one filmed it? I would, I would think that'd be pretty good film, right? Whoa, look at that. I'm driving along and the fire truck in front of me, the wheels popped off. Nothing. No footage, no witnesses, no pothole. And they take it like it's verbatim. Huh. Well, you're being skeptic. Yes, I am, as a matter of fact. Folks, this portion of the program brought to you by Ryan's Appliance Repair. <coughs> Every time I have microwave popcorn, uh, I think of Ryan. Because, 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 because of the wonderful things he does. When your appliance is dying, just call Ryan. Ryan's Appliance Repair, 401-710-7096. 401-710-7096. Ryan's Appliance Repair. Because I went to use our microwave and it wouldn't work. And what did I do? I called Ryan's Appliance Repair at 401-710-7096. Ryan, they came right out. End of story. They fixed it. Same thing with my uh, clothes uh, dryer, the dryer for our clothes uh, washing machine. Well, the clothes dryer, excuse me. And the washing machine was fine. And then he also repaired our oven. If you have an appliance that needs to be fixed... Call Ryan's Appliance Repair, 401-710-7096. Or as we like to say, if your appliance is dying, just call Ryan, 401-710-7096. This portion of the John DePietro Show is brought to you by K's. Remember, that's lunch, dinner, drinks in the lounge. Stop by K's. They're waiting for you. All right, 766-1380. A lot more ahead on this Friday. Have you been thinking about updating your website? Do you have questions about how to get the most out of social media for your business? Would you like a free consultation from a local digital marketing professional who has been doing this work for 23 years? Contact Karen Etchells at Innovas Digital Marketing. Karen will help you better position your brand on the web to engage visitors and get results. She's local and responsive. Call Karen Etchells at 401-321-2799. That's 401-321-2799. Or find Karen on the web at www.innovast.com. Hey, the weekend is here. Why not get some nice pastry? Never mind Valentine's next week. Ron's Pastry Gourmet. Ron and Melissa, they're open. Ron's Pastry Gourmet, 170 Royal Little Drive, Providence, right near AAA in Providence. Ron's Pastry Gourmet, delicious cookies, pastry, chocolate-covered donuts, cannolis, all fresh brownies. They are making pastry great again. And for Valentine's, they have everything. Dipped chocolate strawberries. They are incredible. Pies and cakes. Ron's Pastry Gourmet. Everything is fresh, delicious. I tell you, Ron is so talented. 55 years he's been creating works of art. Stop by and see them. Brand new Ron's Pastry Gourmet. Bakery and Cafe. 170 Royal Little Drive in Providence. They're right off of Silver, Sp- Silver Spring Street. Look for the signs. Right near AAA in Providence. Stop in and see my friends Ron and Melissa at Ron's Pastry Gourmet. Ma, when are we getting the heat back? As soon as... Local propane company. Delivers. Last time that took three days. At least it's not as cold as inside. I'm propane man and I got a plan. I'm gonna help you with your gas. If your service is lame, we don't play that game. We're gonna be there in a flash. If you need us, I'll just give us a shot with a company you can trust. Friendly maintain that we keep it a green. You can always count on us. Propane Plus. Propane Plus. Propane Plus. That's right, folks. Propane Plus, two locations. East Greenwich, Rehoboth called Propane Plus today. They want to be your propane provider. Tim Johnson and his family, there's no one more knowledgeable. Heating and cooling. Call Propane Plus today. 885-4209. 401-885-4209. The leading provider of propane. Underground tanks. Full service. Automatic delivery. <coughs> Excuse me. Extensive selection of tanks. All propane appliances. Satellite tank monitoring. Locked in rates. Discounts for builders. Installation and service for heaters. Generators, water heaters, pool heaters, fireplaces, boilers, and furnaces. It's Propane Plus. Call them today, 885 4209. 885 4209 for Propane Plus. Do you own and operate a small business and you rely on communicating with your employees while they're out in the field? Well, if you do, this is the perfect time to make the switch to T Mobile for Business. This is Sal with T-Mobile for Business, and I encourage you to reach out to me today at 401-332-0000. This is a perfect time to make the switch to T-Mobile for Business. Right now, we have unlimited plans with unlimited talk, text, and data. 
with no contract, great deals on iPhones and Samsungs, this is the perfect time to make the switch to T-Mobile for Business. Stop wasting money. Call me for a free consultation at 401-332-0000. Again, 401-332-0000. Stop wasting money with your current cell phone carrier. Call me today, Sal with T-Mobile for Business, 401-332-0000. Hey, let's make sure your heating system is working properly. Call JKL Engineering. How is your heating system? Is everything working 100%? Call JKL, 401-351-7600, 401-351-7600. JKL Engineering, they can install a natural gas, high-efficiency carrier Infinity System. The energy-efficient, quiet, more affordable than you think. If you're saying no gas, then no problem. Let JKL design and install a high-efficiency heat pump system, including ductless splits. Heats in the winter and it cools in the summer. These units are so efficient, it can reduce your oil bill by as much as 90%. They have the highest rebates in the market. They also do new installation and replacement of high-efficiency gas boilers. JKL, call them today. Estimates are free. Financing is available. Licensed in Rhode Island and Massachusetts. Call JKL Engineering today at 401 351 7600 401 351 7600 for JKL Engineering. He's John D. Petro. He's really in the know with his talk show on your. Thank you, uh, everybody, for listening. It's John DePietro. Enjoy your weekend. We have uh, next week, New Hampshire primary. Remember, go to the website, DePietro.com, D-E-P-E-T-R-O.com. If you missed any portion of the show, you click on podcast, and then you can catch it all right there. Check out the email and a lot more. The John Dion program is next. We're back Monday at 11 right here, the John DePietro Show on AM 1380. WNRI and W236CW Woonsocket, 1380 AM and 95.1 FM.